0: Today is Friday, October 1st. Welcome to October, everyone. The title for our devotional is Freedom to Serve God and Others. On this topic of freedom, two other texts are important to bring it up. Bring up here. First is 1 Peter 2:16. In the context here, Peter is writing to the Christians who have been dispersed throughout Asia Minor due to the persecution in Jerusalem. He tells them to submit themselves, quote, for the Lord's sake to every human authority, just a few verses prior to 16. This includes the emperor and governors, he goes on to explain. Then he writes in verse 16, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Now the question that comes to my mind in reading this text is what sort of freedom does Peter have in mind here? Is it freedom from sin, freedom from the law, or is it a socio political freedom? Freedom from sin and sociopolitical freedom are the most likely options, but since he's not really uh, exploring the law as Paul does in Galatians, which we'll talk about later, uh, but freedom from sin is more likely given that the next two phrases that immediately follow his live as people who are free are in relation to uh, evil and living as servants of God. But even if he were talking of sociopolitical freedom, which again, I think is less likely, he has just told them to use their freedom to submit themselves to the human authorities and governors and the emperor. If he is speaking of freedom from sin, which I think he is, that doesn't give us the right to then sin more because we are to use our freedom to become servants of God. This is the same idea we saw Paul express in Romans yesterday. So again, there is no version of the Christian life where we are free to determine our own morality and truth. To be free from sin allows the Christian the freedom to then choose to be servants of of God. That is the option. Then he goes on to describe what it looks like to use our freedom in this way. In verse 17 he says honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. The current concept of freedom in our culture, whether from the left or the right side of the aisle, precludes us from obeying this teaching. On the right side of the aisle through COVID we saw that uh, a hyper-individual approach to freedom. The freedom to do whatever I want or whatever I think is best for me without regard for the community precludes us from the ability to honor those who have pre-existing conditions and to love those in the brotherhood, that is the church, who may be threatened by our approach to health. Similarly, an inflated cultural view of freedom causes many Christians to disobey human authorities or governors in their mandates, which again we saw last year. This concept of freedom that leads us to disobey the clear teaching of scripture is more based in our American cultural concept of freedom than it is in our Christian culture and scripture. On the left side of the aisle, the freedom to self-determine truth and morality fails to love the brotherhood by seeking truth in the scripture the historical church has handed down to us. Attempting to move away from the morals and clear values of the traditional ways simply because they are traditional leads to a cover-up for evil. There's no fear of God in many progressive forms of deconstruction, which as the psalm, as the Proverbs tell us, is where true wisdom begins. So neither neither side of the political aisle in their concept or application of the value of freedom fits with this biblical concept of freedom. Paul brings up this concept of freedom in the book of Galatians as well. Here, the context determines that the freedom he is speaking of is freedom from the law of Moses. The situation he is addressing with the church in Galatia is a group of Judaizers who have come into the church and are attempting to convince the new Christians that they need to follow more of the law than they really do. Of particular significance is circumcision. Galatians 5.13, I'll just read this briefly, it says, You were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So we saw in 1 Peter, Peter juxtaposing freedom, Uh, They're not free to use their freedom as a cover-up for evil, and then that they should serve God instead. So use their freedom to serve God. Here, Paul says, use your freedom to serve one another. So he takes the application slightly different in a different way than Peter does. Again, he encourages them to use their freedom from the law, from the burden of the law, not to indulge the flesh, which is sin, but to serve one another through love, to serve. Give yourself in service to another, is what he means. He calls the Galatian church to submit themselves to one another. He expresses the same idea in Ephesians 5.21. He simply says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Therefore, from these two texts, we see the clear use of Christian freedom, whether it is sociopolitical freedom, freedom from sin, or freedom from the law, is to be enacted in our choice to submit ourselves to God and to one another. This should come as no surprise to us after our summer campaign of exploring the two greatest commandments to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. Here we see this idea echoed yet again. We love God and our neighbors by submitting ourselves to them out of love for them. This is the proper use of Christian freedom. So, returning to our main idea from Monday, let's let's stop thinking of our freedom as what we are free from and start thinking about it as what we are free to. There is no state in which we are free to do whatever we want and to think whatever we want. It is in the giving of ourselves and love to God and others that we again, as Keller says, come to the proper constraints, the constraints that fit our nature and end up actually liberating us. For reflection time today, just in summary from this week, Uh, The big idea is to use your freedom to submit yourself to God and to one another. Reflect on what this means. Uh, Submitting to God, it means primarily committing to thinking according to the truth he reveals in Scripture. That means that you are not free to determine your own truth or to live your truth, as we commonly hear today. It also means committing to live and behaving according to the morals he reveals in Scripture. You are not free to determine whatever is right for you is right for you secondly what does it look like to submit to one another out of reverence for christ don't allow our hyper individualized overvalued concept of freedom in our culture keep you from obeying scripture's clear imperative to submit to one another